Today on the Word of Truth Revealed. This is what's coming. Now you're looking at your circumstance, but he said, I'm going to open up your eyes. The lame man will leap as a deer. The tongue of the dumb will sing. Why? For in the wilderness shall waters break out. In your immediate circumstance, God said, I'm not going to move you to a different place. You don't have to go to a different state, but right where you are in that dry place, the wilderness, waters will break out and even streams in your desert. He's sending it right to where you are. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Proverbs, the second chapter, verses 11 through 13, is the backdrop scripture Bishop Clark uses for today's message, Light for the Path. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. Now what this is implying is that as God's people are walking through the desert, the solitary place is happy. The path itself becomes happy as God's people's feet starts treading upon the desert because wherever your feet when you're walking in God's path wherever your feet hit the ground he changes the desert into an oasis thank you God that's why he tells us to have faith in him even your desert says whoa my God they arrived It's been real dry up in here. It's been so dry, I can't buy a Coke. But thank God for the people of God coming through this desert land. Hallelujah. So the scripture is clear. Let's put it up again. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad. <laughs> for them or for you. I know you don't like the desert, but go through it. If that's the path that God wants you to go through, don't say, I need to go around it. There's something he's going to teach you while in the path. And the desert itself is rejoicing. The Bible says, and the desert shall rejoice and even blossom. Man, I love that, man. This is so, uh, this is such revelation in that it'll change your mind about going through your storm. Because you're just looking at the dry place when God is trying to fix the desert through you. The next person, the next generation that go through it, they won't have to go through as much stuff because of what you did. The blessing that's on your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. It shall blossom abundantly. <laughs> We're not talking about just a little flower. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The desert's going to sing? Yeah. You mean to tell me your dry place on this path, if you have the right heart and mind, will begin to sing back to you? Glory to God. Glory to God. Man, that's changing my mindset about going through my desert. 
It shall re rejoice and it, it shall, the Bible says, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. Worship changes when you get your mind right. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter about how dry it is. Don't let it affect you. Lift those hands up. The desert is rejoicing. Even with joy and singing and glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. These desert, desolate areas are going to see the blessing of the Lord as you come through. So as Moses was lifting up the, 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 wild, the snake in the wilderness and as he was stretching out his rod and as they were walking through, the desert was saying, this is what Mother Earth is saying, finally my redemption is here. For the earth groans, Paul said it, the earth groans awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. And the glory that shall be revealed in you is greater than any struggle that you're going through. The earth is groaning, waiting for us to walk through the desert. Hallelujah. For us to get on the scene. For us to put our sticks down and start declaring the word of God. Glory to God. Look at the next verse. It's right there, verse 3, I believe. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. And that's what needs to be happening right now. Tell your brother and your sister, it's going to be all right. That's what needs to be happening in the body all around the world. Instead of freaking out about the virus, we need to understand we're the solution. We're the solution. Strengthen each other. Strengthen each other. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place. We're not cowering. We're not cowering. We're not falling out, losing our mind. We know in whom we believe. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Strengthen ye the weak hands. Confirm the feeble knees. Look at the next verses right there. Say to them, to your brothers and your sisters. Say to them that are a fearful heart. Be strong. You got to say it with conviction. Be strong. Glory to God. You scared? Be strong. I don't know what's coming tomorrow, but I know in whom I believe. And he told me to strengthen the people of God that are around me. And to say to them, be strong. Glory to God. Be strong. Fear not. Behold your God. Come on. Touch your neighbor and say he's coming. Boy, man, a Corona is shaking in her little boots. She's shaking. She's shaking. She's shaking in her boots because the Lord is on his way. Come on. He's not going to leave his people out there too long. He's coming to rescue his people. God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come, touch your neighbor and say, he will come and save you. 
is right there. He will come and save you. He's not going to leave you in that place. He's not going to leave you out there. You're not going to lose your house. You're not going to lose your stuff. Get your head together. Get your head together. It's all right. Strengthen each other. That's what you should be doing right now. High-fiving each other. Walking down the aisle in the path and strengthening each other. Let's look at the next verse. I'm almost out of it. But you need to read Isaiah 35. It'll bless you. Then the eyes of the blind. Come on. It don't stop with just the desert blossoming. God said now I'm going to open up some stuff that's blind. Some things that you couldn't see before I stayed on the, got on the scene. I'm going to open it up for you. Hallelujah. The eyes of the blind will be open. Come on. The ears of the deaf. It's right there. Shall be what? So he's taking earplugs out. Some of you are tired of listening. I'm tired of hearing the same old, same old. Don't worry about that. God said, he's about to open it up. I like to cloak that word. Jesus said, Abba, be open. Glory to God. And some of us, our ears are closed. But God wants you to know this is the season where he's opening you up. You need to be able to be an interpreter. You got to hear what the spirit of God is saying in this time and season. You need to be able to interpret the language, not only of the church folk, but you listen to what they're saying in the news. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, yeah, Fox News too, headline news. And we need to be able to interpret it. We get, interpret it. We need to be able to say this is what the scripture says as we measure what God has said in his word with the newspaper that we're dealing with every day and the scripture is the eyes of the blind will be open don't worry about what's going on right now God is going to bring his people through it just think about it this happened if this happened without technology without medicine what will be going on with the people of our world today Right now, it seems like they're getting some stuff contained to some degree in China where this thing started. And if China, they build like several, 11, 12, I don't know how many hospitals in a week. That's some labor, right? That's some labor. Now, everybody want the shot and they, they want the cure. But what about the labor? <laughs> America, we better grow up. We're about two inches away from throwing it all away. They don't like to work anymore. I hear a man comes, I need somebody to work on the roof. I go and ask a few brothers, I ain't working on no roof. But you're borrowing money. Come on, man. You do what you got to do. Can the church save me? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me get to the word here. The scripture, you got to look at it. It says, the eyes of the blind will be open. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. The lame man, next verse. The lame man will leap as a deer. This is what's coming. Now you're looking at your circumstance, but he said, I'm going to open up your eyes. The lame man will leap as a deer. The tongue of the dumb will sing. Why? For in the wilderness shall waters break out. In your immediate circumstance, God said, I'm not going to move you to a different place. You don't have to go to a different state, but right where you are in that dry place, the wilderness waters will break out and even streams in your desert he's sending it right to where you are thank you god if you just get your head right god said i'll send the nourishment you need i'll send the waters glory to god i'll send the spring in your life glory to god streams in the desert let's look at the next verse it's all there it's all beautiful 
Going through a dry place, you need Isaiah 35. And the parched ground. <laughs> and the parched ground. If the sun has beat on your ground so hard, there's no moisture at all. Don't worry about that. Open your eyes. The parched ground will become a pool. I like the way the King James says, and thirsty lands. The thirsty land, that's the land that when you add water to it, it soaks it up so fast you can't tell water was there. But the thirsty land, look at the scriptures. Springs of water. Even in the habitation of dragons where lizards and snakes are. Where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. The places where you run scared. Ah, lizards. Man, I saw a lady pointing at me and shut down, shut up. And the lizard came by. Ah! How are you going to tell men what to do and a lizard can have you running out of the church? We were at, uh, man, we were in our first, second location, uh, we were in a place, man, it wasn't a good place to be in. The mosquitoes were so bad in this place. I don't know how our church grew. We went to two services in this place. And I was just, man, the wife and I were like, this is crazy, man. How did we get here? It was full of rednecks. It was knocking on doors. They were cussing us out, telling us to get lost. Uh, man, how did he, I said, how did we get? I didn't know anything about West Melbourne. I had no clue at all. I'm just serving the Lord. He was knocking on the door. This man told one of our members, if you don't, he said, if you don't get out of my front yard, I'm sending this pit bull out. He was still saying, well, Jesus loves you, brother. I said, brother, we, it's time to go. <laughs> He was still talking nice. See the Lord look. I said, man. <laughs> God really protected us there. He really did. Our church grew. The, the, anytime it rained, it would get so muddy that people were driving in the mud. And, and this one particular Sunday, I used to go out to the window and see if anybody's coming. See if anybody's coming. It was like it was raining hard this particular Sunday. And I went to the window like I normally did. This is 10 till the, the hour where the service is going to start. And I went to the window. Nobody was out there. I said, man, this is, man, this is bad. This is real bad. It was raining, but it was dry for me. Y'all understand? Man, maybe about three minutes later, I went to the, to the front door, opened it up, and I was shocked. As far as I could see down the road, man, these brothers in the church, they were parking the lady's car along the road, and they were running in the rain with umbrellas and walking them through the mud to get them to the front door. We had the largest service that day that we've ever had, and I, I couldn't stop crying. I said, this is absolute, and God said, it's on. The meeting is on. This is what he said to me. The meeting is on. Stop going to the window. I got this in my hands. And in the place where I was the driest, he began to give me moisture. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm using rain. to show, it's, it's, It doesn't matter if it's raining on the outside. You can have water on the outside all day and be the driest you've ever been in your life. 
But the scripture says the parched ground will become a pool and thirsty land, springs of water, and the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Now let's look at the next verse and I'm almost out of here. And the highway shall be there. And the highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. Glory to God. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those, hallelujah, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. There's a way for us, glory, a path for us to go down. It's already established. And if you lose your way, just start walking in holiness and you'll find the path. Thank you, Lord. And so paths can be roadways. Uh, when the path, the word path is used in the scripture literally, literally it refers to footpaths. That's when feet are touching soil. That's now we're seeing rubber rolling down the road, whether it's a bike or it's a car. In Genesis 49 uh, and verse 17, it talks about the path, the footpath. How one of uh, Jacob's sons would be in the path to deal with his enemies. It says Dan shall be a serpent by the way. An adder or a, a viper with horns. In the path that biteth, look at this, the horse. Heal so that his rider shall fall backwards. So God is empowering the son called Gad <laughs> to become, as it were, in the way to his enemies. Instead of the, the enemy riding down the road, he's going to take over God's son. No, Gad will become, as it were, the adder who bites the heel of the horse and makes the rider fall off backwards. Thank you, God. And so even in the path, God gives us supernatural strength to overcome our enemies. Now, I know Gad felt funny about his prophecy saying you will remind me of an adder or a snake because nobody wants to be called a snake. But in this, the snake, he's trying to show you, though you're smaller than your foes, I'm going to give you the ability. You don't even have to take them out by their head. You'll nip their heel and the horse will realize, whoa, there's an adder here. And if he nips my heel, he can kill me. And you see the horse, call, the horse will cause that who's riding him to be thrown off. And he will lose his strength in the midst of his fight. Glory to God. And I just decree and declare that some of you are fighting some, in, you're going against some insurmountable problems. It's not just desert. There's some things that the enemy is using to not only dry out your path, but you got an enemy whose strength is riding down the path. God is going to get you in a place where you can nip at his heel, glory to God, and knock the enemy off of his strength so you can be victorious. Glory to God. So not only does he give us strength to uh, take the strength away from our enemies. That word path figuratively is also dealing with the way of life. Glory to God. I think I read to you out of the book of Proverbs 4 and 18. It says, but the path of the just 
or even the justified is as a shining light. It's a way of life. You're here today, but you're going to begin to grow as you go down the path. And luminosity comes with your growth. That shineth more and more unto a perfect day. Thank you, Jesus. So God wants you to be optimistic as you deal with him. Not pessimistic, just looking at what you're dealing with. He wants you to be optimistic. Your path is as a shining light that gets brighter, brighter and brighter every single day. Thank you, Lord God. Now, if you're going through some issues, you can be like Job and sit there and talk about what God is not doing. Or you can be like Solomon and say the path is a bright light that shines brighter and brighter every single day. So let me give you some things that you can really uh, begin to implement so you can stay on the path. Number one, if you're on this path, you need to plead the blood over your inhabitants in your inhabitation. Over the places inhabited. Wherever there's people, begin to plead the blood. For God so loved the inhabited places. He's not so much concerned about the desert. Only when you're walking through the desert, he makes it blossom. He makes it blossom because you're there. For God loved the inhabited places. That's what you need to see. The desert blossoms because you're there. For God so loved the world or the inhabited places. That's what the, the, the literal text reads. The inhabited places and uh, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So plead the blood over the inhabited places. Over every city. Over every county. Every providence. Every state. And nation and beyond. Plead the blood. We've shared it with you. You can plead the fifth. That means you get quiet and you're going to sit there and just let circumstance take you over. Pleading the fifth says, I'm just not going to say a word. I don't have to. I know I'm guilty, but if you can't, if you can't get me to say anything and you can't prove it, I may get off. Many people are pleading the fifth, no worship, no moisture in the air, no prayer, no talking to God. But God wants us, if you're on the path, don't plead the fifth and don't even plead your own case. That's arrogant. They say, I got this. We plead the blood. wreaking havoc all around the world. Entire nations are coming to a standstill. Economic chains and economic systems are being disrupted. Uh, even in America, we're experiencing some major, major setbacks. Uh, unemployment is at an all-time high. And uh, we have not seen the pinnacle of this, this virus or what it's causing on our world. We plead the blood of Jesus against it. I want to encourage you and encourage all health care providers. Have faith in God. Our prayers go out to every nurse, to every caretaker, to every doctor that's risking your life every single day. The Lord loves you and so do we. And I want to encourage the body of Christ and people all around the world. Do not allow fear to dictate to you what you can or cannot do. Faith superimposes itself over its reverse, which is fear. Have faith in God. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
Be encouraged. We're praying for you. Take a moment and talk to God. Cry out to God. He will hear you and he will answer. Jesus saves. To the utmost, he saves. God bless you. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. For a small donation of $5 for CDs and $12 for DVDs, you can obtain a physical copy of today's message for your personal library, or you can log on to our website and download the MP3 version. For your physical copy of today's message, when you write or email us, use reference number 1819. That's reference number 1819. To find out what's going on with Trim Nation, Connect with us on social media by logging into Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit us at our website at truthrevealed.org. And now, here are Bishop Clark's final thoughts. I remember in 1999, we were on this beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, fishing trip down at the Keys. And, and uh, we got out there, maybe got out there five in the morning, and uh, of course, the captain took us out there, I mean, 30, 40, 30 miles offshore. But anyway, when the sun rose, this bird came out of nowhere and landed on our boat. And what I, I watched the bird, was it flying all night knowing it couldn't land? It wasn't like a duck or a seagull that can land and kind of rest. It was, it was, where did it come from? We were 30 miles out. It flew from the distance and landed on, as the sun was rising, I believe that bird was flying all night and nowhere to rest. As soon as the sun came up, it found a perch and landed on it. And it, the sun got real hot, but it wouldn't leave. We tried to shoo it away, get lost, it wouldn't go. It'll come back and land. I said, that bird was tired. Man, God started dealing with my mind. As soon as we got the land in the evening, it saw land, it took off. Just showed me how frantic we are when we don't find rest and showed me what curses do. The curse does not land unless it finds a place to land on. That's the book of Proverbs 27, 26, 27. The curse cannot come causeless, it says. All this generational stuff, what you got to understand, the curse will not land until you give it something to land on. Cut that limb, it'll fly to the next house.